Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Lowdown Major. This is the podcast by fans of bad teams for fans of all teams. As always, I'm your host, David. I'm joined by Rhett. Hi, how's it going? And we're back to bring you the best of the best and the best of the worst, because that's what we do. Uh, It is early December. Uh, As we're recording this, we're getting into kind of the Christmas dead period. You've got a lot of teams that are beginning to engage with the breaks. But before we get to that point, uh, and we will let you know about our holiday plans sooner than later, we do have a lot of games that have still been happening. There's a lot of action every night, basically, up until December 24th. So uh, keep enjoying it. There's there's no need to take your eyes off the screen. But, uh, Rhett, if you want to kick us off, we'll get back into our regularly scheduled segment, uh, the Cancelled Classic. Yes, it's um, thankfully very, very brief uh, today. It's just Bryant versus Tulane was canceled. Yeah. Uh, Bryant, I think, had six players that were struck they by were the sick. Team. Yeah, um, which is interesting because Bryant had an earlier game against Maine Fort Kent canceled by the flu. Um, yes. So I believe it was postponed, to be fair. It was not canceled, so there might be a makeup day. Yes, I believe that's the plan. Um, I know that Bryant was very... Uh, very generous in describing Tulane and Cincinnati, who they had played prior, um, just with regard to how both of those athletic departments handled it. Um, yeah, they're they're going to try and get that one rescheduled. Obviously, hopefully something good happens. Notably, one player, Kayvon Kramer, was hospitalized, so it does sound like he's stable and moving in the right direction. I believe he's probably heading back home to the Northeast now, but... Yeah, only one game this in this you know six day period, as it were. Um, definitely happy to see it moving in the right direction. The less cancellations, the better. And I eagerly look forward to the day where you know we're not reporting on these issues like we're coming out of a global pandemic because I am I'm tired of it. You know, we have to take it seriously, but. In any case, uh, just the one game this week. Uh, Rhett, you have inserted a new segment here. It's called the Bracket Buster Spirit. Yes. So what you in, got for in, us? In in the honor and tradition of the Bracket Busters that used to be so entertaining that ESPN doesn't do anymore, um, which is a shame, to be honest with you. It is, for sure. Um, I have compiled compiled a list of what I would consider games that happened this week that had mid-major at large either implications or were entertaining or were between two good teams that actually were a good game right yeah or sometimes not a good game in the hilarious fashion which are all have been obviously it's I, I tried to make it a little bit more I mean obviously not every day has a good game yeah but I tried to keep best. it so I wouldn't just add on Oh, this is a game between a four and four team and a, a two and six team, and it went to yeah. overtime. Like, I mean, that's that's fair. entertaining, but that's not in the spirit of the bracket busters. Exactly. Yeah, you want to kick us off? We can we can trade off. I don't know how you want to do it, but yeah. So I will just um, so the first day would be the thirtieth this uh, this week, quote unquote, because this is mm-hmm. definitely a very on schedule and timely podcast all the time. Um, you know. So, Yes, we have uh, Santa Clara uh, with a win versus Wyoming, 89-85 in overtime. So it has the idea that Wyoming 
obviously they have suffered due to the lack of their best player. We'll talk more about the Cowboys later in the episode. I believe you yes. put in a little segment to them, which yes, I am. But yeah, that has been hard to see. Obviously, as a West Coast Conference fan, I'm familiar with Santa Clara. They're a routine thorn in my side, and it's yes, frustrating they actually, that they, they look they this have good. The, they're tied with uh, um, San Francisco with the best record in mm-hmm. uh, for a West Coast Conference team, which yeah. is part of the reason why they're six and two. Um, their their losses are to Utah State, who's undefeated, and and a I want to say okay UCF team. I'm not entirely sure because they still lost to UNC Asheville. Anyway, the point I mean is, top 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 100. They're top 75 even. So yes, and they, it was a yeah neutral side. The game. odds of Santa Clara getting an at large bid are probably low, but this is the kind of game because I'm I am working under the assumption that when Wyoming gets their best player back they will perform a lot better which will yes. help the metrics. This is going to be a good. I mean, Santa Clara has good wins against DePaul yes. and Iona too to speak to. So and yes. the WCC WCC slate, they still got good at large games against Irvine and Boise. Lots to look forward to for the Broncos. Um, yes. They they have an inside track into making a case for an at large. Yep. Um, and it was a very entertaining game. I don't know if you managed to catch it, but obviously I whenever I see an overtime, I almost immediately stop what I do, what I am watching, and I'll switch over to that because that will probably end first. Yeah. Um, and obviously Santa Clara's Brandon Podzimiski and yeah. Carlos Stewart both had 19 points for the Bronx, and all of their starters had 14 or more points, which was insane. I mean, that's just he is. clean, good team basketball he he follows in the archetype of what Santa Clara does best which is pluck a guy from Eastern Europe in the style of Joseph Rankic and then make them a demon on the court and uh Podzimski's absolutely been that throughout the year um you know he is easily a front runner outside of Gonzaga I would say for WCC first you know first team all conference player of the year sort of thing like this guy's good. So I'm intrigued for sure. I, I'm excited to see what they do. I hope they don't beat my team too bad, but uh, it was a really good game. I think once Wyoming gets their, their players back, and we'll talk about this later, they've got a strong Mountain West waiting for them, but I think they can be very competitive in there too. So, Yes. So, And then um, obviously Wyoming had uh, Noah Reynolds, who um, came off the bench and scored 25 points for them. Which is really impressive because he's not a big name for the the Cowboys. No, and I I would be surprised if we we had any more big time uh, news involving him. him. He's a a sophomore um, with the program. Um, He did he did play a lot as a freshman. So, but he only averaged a little less than three points last year. So maybe this is his coming out party. His is his big. I'm here. I know how to play basketball. I've improved my game. Or yeah. it could just be a you know one of those blips on the radar where you have uh, like in the NBA where you're, you're like, who scored 50 points? Really? To and be, then they never to do be it fair again. to him, he had 30 against Commerce yesterday. Yes. So uh, that is also Commerce. Pretty good. So. Pretty good. But. Let's move on. Next game up, I believe you have Temple over LaSalle, 67-51. Of course, that's a big five game, the five uh, Philly or like inner Philly teams. Yes, I, I believe Tem- Tem- Temple is 
undefeated in the Big Five as of right now, I believe. Um, oh, they beat Villanova. The... Yes, see. they did I beat don't... Villanova. It was very entertaining because Villanova was it. very unhappy. Yes. Uh, yeah, they've beaten LaSalle. They've beaten St. Joe's. They've and, got and Villanova, and yeah, then they've got Penn they have Penn on Saturday. So yes. they can pull that one off. Yes. Like they're sort um, of. Yeah, Temple probably doesn't have much hope for an at-large. Um, no. Usually starting the season off with a loss to Wagner kind of torpedoes that hope. Especially how bad the NEC is. Yes, and it's a down... It, it is outside of probably Houston and Memphis. It seems to be a pretty dow- dour year for the American. It's last, it's last year as a current iteration, but... Uh, yeah. But um, yeah. in the spirit of bracket buster, I will say Temple is probably looking at a at-large bid for the NIT with how they're performing. So yeah, that's fair. That's it's still fair. probably something to look forward to if you're a Temple fan. Um, they I'm keep winning. They'll be they'll put themselves yeah. in the conversation. Yes, and then Khalif Battle had 22 points for Temple, and uh, LaSalle only had two or more players, only had two players with 10 or more points the entire game. That's not great. Um, no, it's I really mean, bad. If you put up 51 in a game, that's not a great sign. Yeah. So. Only, only Wisconsin and UVA can win by putting up 50 points. Yeah. Um, next one was an absolute <laughs> banger, so to speak. Yeah, Indiana State beat Drake. 75-73 in a Missouri Valley Conference thriller. Um, more information will be provided on these two teams later in the episode. Uh, Indiana State's freshman center, Robbie Avila, led the way for Indiana State with 16 points. And then Drake had uh, Roman Penn, who shot 13 of 18 and perfect from the line for 32 points. That was a fantastic game. Both of both of these teams are 7-1, and one, and I would suspect that any multi-bid MVC conversation will revolve around these two. Yeah, I think... I mean, it was a great game. It was so good. Um, the next game, of course, we had Northern Kentucky uh, defeated Youngstown State in double overtime. Um, usually double overtime is going to catch my attention no matter what, no matter how good the schools are, to be fair. Um, obviously it's just double overtime is just one of those sort of extreme stress induced, uh, situations. Um, obviously this is not a year where the horizon will be producing a multi-big league. I don't think anyone's expecting that of them, but these two teams are probably going to be in the top half of their conference vying for that auto bid. So, yes, I think, uh, that, both of them are definitely in Horizon League contention, uh, and we'll we'll talk more about that later. So, I think I think that's a very accurate assessment. I think, especially after some earlier slips from Northern Kentucky, particularly, it's good to see them kind of get back on the horse and get a really nice win. But yeah, uh, then that was followed by a south. Uh, yeah. I guess non-conference, but involving a Southland team, Northwestern State has been a bit of a surprise yes. this year. They beat Stephen F. Austin 102-96. to um, 
DeMarcus Sharp, 34 points, going 16 of 17 from the charity stripe, which is, that's real good. Uh, and even more impressive, they scored 102, and two starters didn't score. Um, so, yes. Bar- Barry in the lead play. on this. Two, two of those starters, those starters, I believe, played eight and six minutes, respectively. But it's still mm-hmm. kind of funny. Oh, that, I mean, undoubtedly. Was it a rotation a, game or something? I didn't. I, I wasn't have able to catch no it, so. clue, but that is an NBA scoreline between two mid-majors. That is it some is. serious yeah, pace. Up. All right, where is Northwestern State? I'm just going to search them. They're in Louisiana. West, thank you. Yeah, man. Oh, and they beat Southern Miss, too. Yes, they are they are six and two currently against Division One schools. Jesus, they put up um, what is that, 71 in the second half? Yep. Fucking hell. Yes, they also proceeded to beat Southern Miss yes. later, which was also very impressive. Stephen F. Austin, unfortunately, has not looked as hot. No. But they are still probably going to be a force in the whack. How about this though? I mean, Jesus. Six guys in double figures, one of 34. Stephen Foston had five, one of 27. That's a great game. That is, That's a fantastic love, game. It reminds me of, was it, who was it last year? Was it McNeese and Houston Baptist that went 147, 144? Because that was maybe my favorite game I watched all year. Yes, it was a very entertaining, high, high-paced game. Um, leading into the next game, we have uh, UNCC beat App State in a rivalry game. UNCC, of course, is off to an extremely hot start for their uh, program right now. I believe they're six and two against Division One schools. Um, the notable part of this one is that App State may or may not have blown a twenty-point lead in the game. <clears throat> well, I mean, yeah, they started with a 21-5 run. That's at one point extended to 37-16, I believe, and then somehow UNCC pulled it back, which, fair enough. I, I can't imagine a worse way to lose to your rival. Uh, oh, blowing a 20-point yeah, lead in. I would be so sad. Yes. Uh, Charlotte is, in fact, 7-2 and two after this win. I did not notice. They, they have back-to-back wins over two of their rivals. I'm not really so sure Davidson thinks about them much outside of that one game nowadays. But Charlotte's only losses are to a very strange Detroit Mercy team. Well, they got they, blown way out by Mercy. That's a bad yeah, loss. Yeah, which is weird, because their other loss is actually somehow respectable, because it's a 7-1 UMass team by 6. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they have wins over Boise State, Davidson, and now App State. So, yeah. Not bad. Good for them. No. Uh, next up, we have Duquesne knocking off Ball State on a buzzer beater. Uh, yes, this was a good one. Jalen Sellers of Ball State dropped 22 points, which essentially forced Duquesne to have to win on a buzzer beater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that was I did catch that one, and that this was a barn burner of a game. It was really fun. So, yes, and Duquesne is seven and one, so this is not a bottom feeder Duquesne that we're used to. No, this is a far yeah. more competitive team. Yes, their only loss is to six and two Kentucky. Granted, it was a blowout, but. I mean, it's Kentucky. I'm willing to extend them a little yes. mercy on that. I, I'm not so sure this Duquesne team will continue this hot form. They haven't played a whole lot of... Uh, teams with a pulse. 
Yes, they're, I believe their non-conference strength of schedule is somewhere in the 250 to 300 range. So um, 319. Oh, wow, that's even worse. Yeah. Um, we'll see what they're like with Marshall next, and then I also have Indiana State. Yeah, Marshall, New Mexico State, DePaul, Indiana State. That's a pretty good run of like tests. Yes, and if they win those, they, they will definitely be in consideration for an at-large. Oh, fully, yes. Um, next up, we have LaSalle beating Penn in a Big Five overtime game, 84-81. LaSalle's yes. Anwar Gill had 26 points, and Penn's Jordan Dingle, which is a fantastic name, oh, it had is, 37 yes. points. Yes, it does put LaSalle in position to go, what is that? Because they played what Nova, they played Temple, they played Penn, they've still got Drexel. So if they beat Drexel on Saturday, they'll go five hundred. Well, or no, St. Joe's. Yeah, it's St. Joe's. Drexel is yeah. not. Do part they? Of it. So they get St. Joe's twice. Is does just one of those count for the? Big five? Have, how does that work? I don't really understand how that works. I'm sure Philadelphia uh, Philly fans will understand. I imagine Beef. it. It's. I imagine you you take both games and you combine them, and whoever has the better margin of victory if they split the series. I have no idea. I have no clue. None at all. It's fantastic. Yeah, apparently, yeah, Temple has clinched at least a share, so good for them. Yes. Yeah. Oh, fun. Next up, <laughs> next up, we have another West Coast Conference team, LMU, beating Nevada sixty-four to fifty-two. Oh, Cam okay. Shelton dropped twenty-four points, and Nevada did not shoot well from the field with only thirty-one point four percent. The WCC at three to like seven or eight bracket is going to be vicious this year because you've got a ton of teams in like that ninety to about one thirty, one forty. Range and every single one of them can be so competitive on any given night. I'm so excited, um, you know. But LMU has alternated between looking a little bit mortal and deep, like real deep. Um, kind of a, a befuddling loss to Irvine, but outside of that, they got beat by or befuddling loss to Riverside, but they got. They got by Irvine or got beat by Irvine and Colorado State. Neither of those are bad losses in any sense, um, and a good win against Wake Forest does a lot too. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. I'll leave in San Diego is not the question. Anyways, no. uh, I did look. Uh, if two or more Big Five teams share a conference, the second matchup is counted, but the first does not. Oh, it's so interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's that second. It's the second game. So we won't we won't know the full standings for the most part probably until later in the season. Mm -hmm. Um, So next next up, we also have another West Coast Conference team. Unfortunately, this is on the receiving end of a SmackDown. Even though initially you would have thought going into the the other way around. It'd be, well, not even necessarily that, but at least it'd be a lot closer. Yeah. Um, Utah State demolished San Francisco 82-64. to This Utah State team looks really Very fun. dangerous. They I have am five excited. players in double digits. San Francisco, San Francisco somehow out-rebounded Utah State by one um, and still lost by 18 points. They are currently hitting threes at the top clip in the nation. They're at 44.6%. They've beaten Ken Palm's number 100, 104, 105, and 107. Um, 
They are 43rd in Ken Palm as it stands right now after that murder of San Francisco. It's, it's fun, dude. Uh, they look really good. They look yes. really, really good. The, the Mountain West is looking extremely entertaining this year. Yeah, so we'll talk more about that in a bit because, dude. Uh, here's another game uh, that this one, of course, is very close to your heart. Yes, uh, yes. Going into the season, I, uh, I'm going to have to eat some crow. I thought we would be awful. Um, mm-hmm. And we're not. It's great. Um, high points, thrilling road win over Furman, 85-82. Uh, Jaden House and uh, for high point and then Mike Bothwell for Furman both had 27 points and 7 rebounds that game. Yeah. So that I mean, was a very entertaining win. game for, for fans of mid-major players who ball out for their teams. Hell yeah. Yeah, High Point, of course, has only lost one game, and that's to currently undefeated UNLV. Um, that's a really good win for the program. So Oh, it's fantastic. And, and you know, it, I, th- I think Furman, end of the year, if you told them they were losing to High Point, they would have had a meltdown. But, um, I mean, it's probably their it's their second best loss. I mean, it's definitely better than the old dominion loss. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Metrics have ODU you higher, but I would say it's screw, screw metrics. We're better. Yeah. Certainly. I mean, Penn state's a different breed of loss. I'm not. Oh yes. You know, that's its own thing. But yeah, unfortunately I, th- I think our uh, compatriot who has that. So count, so count, so lowdown who gives a, uh, so team a vote every week is having a bit of a rough go. Cause now, only Furman Nobody. and Chattanooga are above 500, and Chattanooga and Furman are both four and three. So, yeah, might have to find a new mid-major conference to give a vote to this this year at this rate. Yeah, it's gonna be rough, I think. But, but, and then the last game for the uh, bracket buster, right, is mm-hmm. um, Iona absolutely waxing St. Louis, 84 to 62. Not great. Is, I mean, the Atlantic 10 has had a rough go of it right now, but I think here. that that specifically is going to really hurt uh, their at-large Well, I'll tell you, chances. it dropped them from 40th to 53rd in Ken Palm. And like, obviously, Ken Palm isn't everything, yes. but that is not a loss you can afford come Now, Iona is Sunday. still a decent team, right? They're yeah. still favorites to win their conference. Yeah, I mean they're they're they're, they're coached by a, a great coach who is probably not as great morally, but details, and they do have chances to make up for it. They their next game is six and two Boise State, and then they have seven and one Drake, and then yeah. um, then they, they did have, beat Memphis. They've got Dayton yes. in in there twice. Outside of that, uh, unfortunately, sure like you touched on. Not sure I'd hang my hat on Dayton this year. <laughs> I, I'm not saying it's like a, a marquee win or anything, but, no, it's, a, but yes. it's basically their only remaining outside of well, the, the aforementioned yeah. Boise and Drake games. It's their only hey, chance. Hey, that's not true. They ha- they win. play nine and one Fordham. All right. Yeah, Fordham is below Pepperdine. In yeah, I don't know how. So, I mean, I do know how because yeah, because they, 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 they haven't played nobody. And yeah, and the one team they did play, they got brutalized by yeah. But hey, best, you know, yeah. they're better they, than all the teams they beat, which is nice. Yeah. Holy so, Cross is devastated by that news. Oh, I'm so sorry, <laughs> Holy Cross. I'm so sorry. You had to. You had to find out this way. It's very unfortunate. Yeah. You might not play at basketball. Oh yeah, I mean, barely. I mean, well, that's barely that is Central the Connecticut, but yeah, that's that is the, the conclusion of the uh, the bracket buster spirit. 
Um, so the next one, I think, is the new kids on the block. And why don't you just do that? All right. I'll run through real quick. Uh, yeah, first up, I believe we have Texas A&M Commerce. Last time we checked in with them, they were on a two-game two win streak against Division One schools. Unfortunately, they flipped that on its head, and they're now on a two-game loss streak. They lost to Denver and Wyoming. Um, wasn't like they were predicted to win either of those games, but I think it was probably an unfortunate reminder of the, the knocks they're going to take in the first couple of years transitioning up. Um, they We'll see how they do. Um, they are currently shooting a lot of threes and kind of hoping it works for them, and I don't know how well that'll carry through. It seems like it's very hit or miss looking at kind of the metrics on that, but hey, good for them. They are four and six, including non-division one opponents. Uh, excluding them, they are three and six. Next up, I believe that gives us Southern Indiana, who lost to a favorite of mine, and that is, of course, Chicago State. Uh, Southern Indiana, let's see. Yeah, lost to Western Illinois and Chicago State on back-to-backs. I believe we covered the WIU loss, but that is a both of those are disappointing losses. It's dropped them from 196th all the way to 236th in Ken Palm. I don't have the net comparison right in front of me, but um, three out of their next four should be very winnable games. They've got Anderson, St. Mary of the Woods, who are both non-Division one, and then IUPUI, who is currently dead last in most metrics. That said, um, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. They are currently looking decent in what is a weak OVC, but I don't think they'll pull anything off, frankly. I think that Edwardsville, Martin, even Southeast Missouri or like Moorhead will have enough to kind of slide on past them. Uh, but props to them for playing a top 100 schedule in their opening season in Division One. Same, I don't believe, can be said for our next team, and that is, of course, Lindenwood, uh, the Lions out of St. Charles, Missouri, beat East-West, and then got spanked by UMKC for Kansas City now. Um, they didn't even make 50 points in that game. It's not looking great for them. They are currently, what are they, 347th in Ken Palm, which is where they started the year. Um, they managed to sneak by Idaho State for their best win, but outside of that, they've looked pretty pitiful. Um, and losses against Lamar and Western Carolina, and even this UMKC loss make me think that, again, the OVC is going to be rocky for them. But we'll have to see. Um, Stonehill, our Northeastern brethren, managed to escape with a three-point win over Binghamton this time around. That brings them to three and six against Division One competition on the year. Uh, obviously, Binghamton's not great. We'll see if they can do anything really against their next four or five before getting into conference play. We'll talk about it more, but the NEC is pretty bad this year, so they might have a shot. Uh, but I wouldn't hedge my bets necessarily. I think it's going to be kind of a rough transitionary period. I think that they'll be competitive against the two St. Francis's and LIU, maybe Merrimack, but uh, no, no delusions of winning the conference this year for the Skyhawks. And lastly, uh, we have Queens, who did a fat lot of nothing. Um, which which was the best part to write about. I mean, they did yeah. absolutely nothing. It was great. It was fantastic. Yeah, literally nothing. They beat a they beat a D three school in pain, and uh, so they're seven and two. But if you take out the non division one schools, they're four and two. And yeah. a friend of the new kids, Bowling Green, has been willing to go and get smacked by two of our friends. But I'm not. 
I mean, I don't know, man. I'm I'm not sold that they're going to accomplish much of anything this year. They've got High Point next, though, so I can play uh, Day Ruiner for you. Oh, let's not say that. Are you sure? Let's not do. Yeah, I'm not. No, I would not like to lose to Queen. That'd be that'd be rough. I'd even go so far as to say no bueno. Um, yeah. But that that is so that wraps up the new kids on the block. Um, I think it's time for the early season heat check, continuing from last okay. week. Uh, I have eight conferences. Um, I tried to keep it a bit shorter this time. Yeah, we'll uh, run through it pretty quick. So, yes. So first conference we have the Horizon League. Um, of course, naturally the seventh place uh, Cleveland State in the preseason poll is six and two against current D1 schools and off to a hot two and zero start. Interestingly, they're one of the few schools with a loss to non-division one competition. So yes, that's fun. Which makes it hilarious, which is just so good for the Horizon League. And if you think about it, and by that I mean not at all. Yeah, it's um, really bad. Of course. Tied for preseason first place, Purdue Fort Wayne is 0-2 in conference play um, already, um, after, uh, or almost 0-2 after being taken yeah. to overtime by Oakland. Um, yeah, and IUPUI say. is well, they didn't have any expectations anyway, but they are still currently winless against Division One schools. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if they get anything. They've got maybe maybe their last win of the season coming up against Spalding on Monday. Um, Outside of that, they've got a good shot against Eastern Illinois and then the return game against Green Bay in February, but it's pretty so, pretty brutal. 9.6% chance of a winless record, and we'll talk more about that later. So, yes. rough for Matt Crenshaw in his second year, but i got to give him credit. They're, they're making – I have never seen a team decimated like they were decimated last year, and so they're doing their best with kind of salvaging an awful situation. Yes. But, there, there were no expectations for a reason. Yes. Um, moving on, we have the Ivy League, of course, just this small mid-major league. I mean, hopefully something good will happen to these schools. Um, I've never heard of an Ivy League school having anything good happen to them, definitely. Yeah, never. Um, everyone in the conference has five wins, except for, of course, Columbia and Dartmouth, who are eating paste in the basement with two wins apiece against D1 schools. I don't remember if we talked about it last year but if, or last week, but if you didn't see Columbia's loss against Marist, 30... 30- the fact that they put up 39 is an achievement. Um, they did not score until 15 minutes into the game, I think. That is truly horrific. I mean, yeah. that's 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 bad. Yeah, it, it is. It's really uh, bad. Yeah, you'd think with those Ivy League brains, they would come up with a strategy to put the ball in the hoop more. But you unfortunately, would. They, they just can't. Uh-oh. Um, and then the preseason favorite, Penn, is the third and final team in the conference to be sub-500 against Division One schools. Which is interesting. They, I mean, they played Iona, Missouri, and West Virginia, so, like, hey, hey, fair hey, enough. Those hey, are decent-ish. Details. All right. We're looking, uh, for, we're looking for sound bites, all right? Yeah. They've lost two games in a row in overtime, both of them uh, big five games, which is depressing. Um, yes. And now they've got Nova and Temple to close out Big Five play, and I don't think they're going to win any of those. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm I am working under the assumption that Penn will probably be okay in conference play. I think they'll be all right. Yeah, they should be competitive at the very least. Yale and Princeton seem to be metrically the favorites by a comfortable yes. margin, so that doesn't surprise me. Um, next up, we have the Metro yeah. or Longamac, depending on who you ask. 
Um, Iona, Siena, and Quinnipiac currently, as of the time of this recording, are the only teams above 500 against D1 schools in the conference so far. Um, and poor old little old Canisius, which was the favorite in the preseason to finish dead last, has an overtime sure win welcome. over Saint Ben over over Saint Bonaventure, and that is their only Division One win, which is hilarious. Yeah, it's rough. Um, Saint Peter is obviously having a bit of a rough year. They lost basically all of their talent, so not shocking. But they're sitting ten, uh, they're the other team that's owned two in conference play as it stands. Um, Quinnipiac is. You know, seven and two, but zero and one in conference play. So that has them looking very funny metrically. Obviously, Iona is the clear favorite for a reason. So, yes, yeah. Uh, oh, Iona we'll, obviously has that recent big win over St. Louis too. Yes, and we will of course let you know uh, once tournament play comes around who we're picking to beat them because we all know someone is going to, and it's going to be stupid. So, action, action reigns supreme. I love it. Um, next up is the MEAC. Uh, there are this 14 wins against Division One schools for the entire conference combined. Delaware yeah. State has the least with zero wins over In- Division One so schools. Interesting. And State has the most with four. Yeah. So, I interestingly, the MEAC is 28th by Ken Palm out of the 33 conference-type groups. Um Obviously, the independents are significantly last, but they're ahead of the OVC, Southland, and SWAC, and the Northeastern is at the bottom. It's the first time in years that the two HBCU conferences aren't at the very bottom of things, and hopefully it holds, because that'd be kind of cool. But Coppin's been really fun this year. Um, They damn near pulled it off against Georgetown. and That's about it so far. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They beat Navy, and that was fun. That was fun. It should be noted that for some reason, Navy can put together a competent football team that requires a lot more people, but they cannot seem to ever put a competent basketball team together, even though Minor that requires details. 15 people. I don't know. Minor details. Um, but, um, yes, yeah. so that conference is just, it's the MEAC and the SWAC and the NEDC and the Ohio Valley are just going to be conferences that are hard to figure out until we get into conference play because so many of their teams just lose so many games. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, moving on, we have the MAC, where um, it's not Short been a Mac. great year for the MAC. It's it not been a great year for the MAC. I was, nine I was of, talking nine about this about 12. Eli. Yeah. Or talking with Eli about this, I words. Um, yeah, like you said, it's rough. Nine, yeah, it's very rough. Nine of 12 teams are sub-500 versus D1 schools, and the uh, the two favorites in preseason, Kent State and Toledo, are the best teams so far by record against D1 schools. Um, I got to give Kent is credit. Third yeah, Akron's third place. Uh, their record, of course, is more of a byproduct of losing all the body bag games, so it's kind of difficult to tell if they're going to be okay or not. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah it's... Hard the, to say. The, the, the dream of a two-bid Mac is almost assuredly dead. Yes. I will say, Kent State, having lost uh, combined games against Houston and Gonzaga by a total of 12 points, is rather impressive. Um, so. Yes. Fair play to them. They are looking like the clear favorite as it stands, but we'll see how well that holds. Mm-hmm. And moving on to the Missouri Valley Conference, as mentioned before, Indiana State edged Drake in an early season matchup of the two best teams in the conference as things stand right now. Um, that's right. The preseason favorite lost to the predicted seven-place team by two. Yep. The uh, Missouri Valley is always competitive uh, and 
with a few exceptions, your Evanvilles, your Valpos, your UICs, every year, year in, year out, you're going to have some pretty, pretty good. Your Valpos, movement. oh man, yeah, Joey better. Uh, they lost <laughs> to Chicago Joey State and I'm got aware, blown the shit Joey, out. So I hope Joey doesn't listen to this. Yeah, they were they were down by God, eight sixteen twenty four eighteen thirty one forty nine. They're down by twenty five at half. Yes, I think I saw him tweeting about how he wanted to fire the coach at halftime, and I sort of saw the score, and I was like, you know what? That's yeah, fair. no, that's, that's probably fair. fair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they interesting. Have taken a bit of a nosedive. Yes. That's all right. The Mountain West is next. We have a four-bid oh. Mountain West, baby. All right, we're speaking it into existence. The Mountain West right is now. so good. It is so yes. good. So let's start out with the negative. Unfortunately, Wyoming lose, losing their best player has obviously hurt them um, in yep. non-con. They're, they've fallen to a 3-5 and five record versus D1 schools. They've lost to Southeast Louisiana, which is not good. Boston College, which is also not good because, and I can't believe I'm saying this, um, that's probably a negative loss on your resume, even if it's a Power 5 ACC yeah. school because of how bad they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost to Santa Clara, which is fine, Drake, which is fine, and then Grand Canyon, which is probably okay. Yeah, I the last three they... are not bad losses, but coupled them with a really bad Southeast loss and the BC loss that you mentioned, yes. it puts them in a tough in a tough spot because they basically got to show out big time. Yes. Their best path I imagine... is going to be... If they had their best player, they prop they they I would assume they don't lose to Southeast Vienna at all. They probably beat Boston College, and I'd say they're they're probably going to beat Santa Clara and Grand Canyon. I mean, that's a lot of work for one player, but it's just they've looked completely dis- like he is such a talent, and it's hard um, to overstate that is the thing. Yes. Like he really does change the way Wyoming can play, and so losing them hurts. Uh, my maybe surprise of the year so far has been New Mexico and I love it. I remember very fondly the the time they got a three seed and I was quite sad when Harvard spanked them and sent them home early because I thought it would have been really cool for the Lobos to get one. But, uh, New Mexico, UNLV and Utah state are all holding on undefeated. Neither of them were, none of them were picked in the top four in the conference preseason poll, which is six and eighth respectively. And that's saying something because I mean, when you look at it, you've got San Diego, Boise, even Nevada. All of these teams are seven, you know, seven and two, seven and two, eight and two. This is a good conference. Uh, yes, and I am. Um, yeah. If if you look at the preseason poll, the last placed Air Force um, is is only six and four given their schedule. But I mean, the fact that they're not sub five hundred is really probably helping out the amount of us with the, the metrics. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yes, only Wyoming and Fresno State are sub-500 versus D1 schools right now. Fresno State is definitely the the team holding the conference back right now. And it's funny you say that because metrically, they're not even that bad. Like, they're ahead of Air Force and San Jose pretty comfortably. Um, they're nearly a top 100 win. Yeah. Um, Which tells you something about how good the, the Mountain West is this year. That, that can be regarded as kind of a sandbag. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting, uh, I think, to see. I, I have no idea who's going to win this conference this year. Yes. Um, and moving on to our last conference for the uh, midseason heat check, we have the NEC, It's which is, as noted earlier, <laughs> the worst conference in Division One. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
first place preseason yeah first place preseason school merrimack is currently 0 and 9 versus division one schools at least uh central connecticut state who's under who has no wins against d1 schools had the decency to be tied for sixth in the preseason poll yeah uh, Um, the entire conference across the board is sub 500 in against d1 schools it's just another god-awful year for the nec yeah i mean it's bad it's really bad because i mean yeah well i'll put it this way uh they have one team in the top 300 on ken palm ouch yeah like even the SWAC is better than that, I think. Yeah, the SWAC has three inside the top two fifty. Yeah, no, that is like pathetic. That is uniquely bad. Hey, right. can all go up? I suppose that's one way to look at it. Yeah, that's what I'm choosing to look at it because I don't want to be sad. <laughs> All right, so here's go- this is going to be our uh, our favorite part today because we're, we're going to so be mean ready to, to look like an idiot. Uh, yeah, or cruel. What? So what we're going to do here is we are we're looking at a bunch of schools across the board across multiple conferences that have had really bad times so far, and we're trying to figure out out of all of these god awful teams, who is the most likely to go winless in conference play. Some yeah. of these schools might even be up for the winless against Division One schools award, but we'll get to so, that a little later on. Because yes, so a a big thing with trying to figure out who is going to be winless in conference play is trying to figure out one is the conference good enough to have a bunch of teams that are significantly better than one team. Yeah. So you you've automatically essentially ruled out most of the bottom conferences, right? 0-9 Merrimack, I would be amazed if they go winless in the NEC. I would be amazed oh, if Central Connecticut State went winless in the NEC. Yeah, those, because those, those conferences' teams, ceilings are so low. Same with the SWAC. Mississippi Valley State has already gotten a D1 win. I, I have no doubts on my mind that, I mean, they play 4-8 and and I think they get them twice. And if not that, yeah. they get Pine Bluff or Alabama State. All of those are sub-350 teams. Like Yes. So a lot of these teams will be in conferences that either we've had expectations for, have had expectations in the past, or are filled with traditional powers, right? So yeah. why don't we, we just, we can, I mean, we can jump around conferences, we can try to keep it sort of contained if we want, but we can talk about. Why don't we just run down maybe alphabetically? I mean, I have, the, I have both the ESPN page up and then Ken Palm that's sorted by conference rating, so whichever you prefer of those. Okay, yeah, no, we can we can we can start. I mean, not every conference like the ACC obviously we can start with, right? Yeah. They surprisingly have not one but two teams that you could probably make this guess. Yeah, the thing that's going to hold them back is that they play each other twice. Twice. Someone yes. in theory has to win, and that's of course Louisville and Florida State. Uh, yes. the Cardinals 0 and 9, the uh, the Seminoles or no, the Cardinals are 0 and 8, the Seminoles are 1 and 9. Um, it's bad, dude. It's really it's, bad. And it got worse for Florida State because they had a player out for the season who I believe was a starter. So yes. it can get uglier somehow. Mm-hmm. Now, the good news is for Florida State is they did just only lose by five to Virginia. Yeah, I so, think 
I think the clear pick here is Louisville. Because Florida State has looked mildly competent at times. Louisville has not, and it's only gotten worse. I mean, you look at these score lines, and it just is not moving in the right direction. They've got a really bad Florida A&M team, and that's going to be their basically only hope. Yes, um, I'm not that's sure not conference. has... I don't think they're winning a conference game. No. I really don't. They, no, I'm... Louisville's probably the favorite. I I would keep Florida State in the back pocket just in case, because who knows? I would say Florida State, obviously, I mean, one, they have the better coach, obviously. Hamilton is much better. Um, so I would definitely take Florida State in those two games. But I... Mm-hmm. The only the only negative here is that they could split the season series, which would be rough for us. I was saying this. We'd we'd kind of look like an idiot, but that's all right. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do that. Um, I so I don't believe anyone in the America East is so bad they're not gonna pick up a conference win. Versus I agree with you. Um, um, I know Albany and NJIT are bad, but, but they're not. They also have Binghamton, who. Uh, it, you didn't know Binghamton lost to Stonehill, which is yikes. Eh. Um, yeah. So between those three, they should probably pick up a win, right? Yeah, so. I think so. Um, and the, the, the uh, ceiling 20, is not so high because Vermont has not done as well as it traditionally does. The best team yeah. by record so far yeah. against D1's goals is UMass. Okay. Goal. Um, so yeah, that'll be an interesting conference, but yeah, nobody's going to go winless in that conference. Um, no, no. What do we have the American next? Uh, ASUN, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm looking on ESPN and I'm just running down the list. So. Oh, okay. My, my list is different. I don't, I don't think I don't the ASUN has a team. I, North Florida looks bad, but that's because they play Gonzaga and I think Kentucky and I think they've got Houston. Coming up. Yes. So, so I, I would say, though, the problem is with North Florida is obviously they've lost a lot of body bag games, which is fine, right? Yeah. Um, they only won South Carolina State by six, right? So that is a one-win D1 school also. So they're, yes, they're they not did blowing be, anyone yeah. out. No, and that, that's fair. Like, it, it's not great. The biggest but... problem is their best bet, if, if they do suck... If it turns out they are not good, their their best bets are they played Jacksonville twice, but then they only get to play Bellarmine once, right? That is tough. I mean, and Bellarmine hasn't won a game against they, a D one school who isn't named Louisville. Who do they get? Uh, I mean, if they get uh, EKU, North Alabama, or Central Arkansas, those are kind of the the bottom feeders of the conference from my perspective. So yeah. That's where I'm like. Yeah. I'm, I'm not rolling them, rolling them out because I think they'll manage it. But no, I think Bellarmine's probably if if I were to pick Bellarmine is probably one. Mostly because they've lost a bunch of games that they shouldn't be winning anyway. They they lost to yes. UCLA and Kentucky. They mm-hmm. lost to Loyola Marymount, which is not bad. They lost to Moorhead State though, after oh, beating Louisville. That that's is bad. bad. That is the only other. That's that that was their so far their one Division One school that they could have beaten in theory at the beginning of the season where you think, yeah, they, they have a pretty good chance. Um, so yeah, dude, that's, yeah. that's bad. So Bellarmine, I would, I would put Bellarmine. I can't believe I'm saying it after watching them beat an ACC school at an ACC school to begin the year, but I'm putting Bellarmine on the watch potential for going winless in, in conference play. Jeez. Yeah. 
I'm just going to go out and say it. I don't think the AAC is going to have anyone that goes winless. I think yeah, no, the, the more interesting not. battle is Houston to see if they can yeah. go undefeated, and I think they yes. will. That is definitely. I'm, I'm not sure they'll go undefeated with. Um, do they have Memphis, Memphis might twice? Pull one over. I don't know. Let me look. I'm looking right now. They do have Memphis twice. Oh, uh, so. So, so they might get they might get it once, but yeah. Uh, next up, we have the A10. I don't really think anyone in the A10 is so bad that they're going to go winless, especially because it feels like the whole conference is having a down year. That's what I'm in complete agreement. Yep. Um, I'm sure some of your Indiana friends are giggling if I say this, but probably pick Archie Miller's Rhode Island Rams to be the worst team in conference, but I still think they're going to pick up a win or two. Yeah, I don't I don't think anyone's that yeah, distinctly next- bad. No, and the conference has had just such a poor year, all things yeah. considered. Um, obviously, no one in the Big 12 is going winless. No, in of course not. Uh, uh, Georgetown did... in the Big East is yes. on Suck Watch. Yes, on Ret Watch. They... Yeah, I think, I mean, well, let's see. They get DePaul twice, maybe, yes. but I, I'm not. I, I think DePaul is significantly better than them. I think that's the Georgetown problem. Georgetown think... bad, bad. Georgetown is probably a... a slightly above average mid-major playing in the Big East, which is not good. No, you're, that's not a recipe for good uh, things. Yes. So I mean, speaking uh, of which, they're down to Siena right now. Oh, lovely. Thank you yeah. for proving my point. Yeah. Georgetown, love you guys. Love you guys. Yeah. I can't wait for you to move on from your coach because, good God. Let's talk about the big sky. Idaho State is... I mean, probably the bottom team right now, but the entire comp. We're talking about a down year. The entire conference is having a really rough go of it. Uh, <laughs> Idaho is listed at second in the conference on ESPN. I know it's because of the non-division one win against Walla Walla, but Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, Idaho State <laughs> just, was down. Just Jesus Christ, just oh god, oh god, oh fuck. Yeah, they're, they are. The big sky is really rough this year. And it makes me sad because I like a lot of these teams. But that's... would you would you pick anyone to go winless in no. conference? Though I think everyone is kind of in the same pot of bad. And yeah. I would like to point out, we did say the Idaho schools might both go winless against D one schools, and of course Idaho is up to three and five versus D one schools. So They've we look real stupid. Yeah, yeah, we look real I mean, stupid. No vandals, and... but also dickheads. Yes, and, and then Ohio, Idaho State managed to pick up against UMKC uh, a win. All right, this uh, is so your not... arena. Uh, Big South. The Big They're South. Obviously... I would say, I would say, if you were to pick a team from the Big South to get win this in conference play, um, and it might actually happen because they're bad. they're god awfully bad. Um, I would say you would pick Presbyterian. Ah, oh, that makes me sad. Yes, Ooh, their only Division mascot. One win is against VMI. That's not great. At home. They kept it decently close against Charleston. That's more an indictment of Charleston than it is an encouragement, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yes. They they have losses to the Citadel, uh, Bucknell, and then they also have a loss to 1-7 in seven, Albany. So, when they beat... So, they're the ones who are going to beat you in the conference tournament? No. Stop. Shut up. After shut I rank up. you? Shut up. Shut, 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 shut. This is, this is bullying. I will not yes. stand for it. Uh, Big Ten, Minnesota. No, I don't I think, think Minnesota's going. 
I think Minnesota will win one game, but I think they've got the best shot at going winless of anyone. I, yeah, I I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even entertaining the idea that someone in the Big Ten is going to go winless in conference. The play. thing is that Minnesota's arena is hell. It's a gateway to the demons and fire, and that's why I love it. Williams is beautiful and perfect, but um, yeah, I think they'll. I think they'll pull off a surprise and spook Nebraska or something, ruin someone's day. Probably that's probably yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big West, no one's going to listen to this one. I think the closest team to do it would be Cal State Northridge, but the Big West is the big best because it's a crapshoot every single year. Um, I don't feel comfortable saying any team is going to win it all or go undefeated. I this is the conference tournament bracket I routinely miss the most on. Yes. Well, they also have Cal State Bakersfield twice, so yeah, yeah, winnable games. Yes, so moving on to Colonial. Got a couple teams in here. I, we, have, I have, the, I Colonial, the Colonial, I don't think anyone is going to go winless, purely because there's so many teams at the bottom that are completely exactly. dog shit. It's kind of what we mentioned earlier. I think that Monmouth, Elon, Stony Brook put themselves. And NCNT. Yep. All of them kind of put themselves in the position of being not competitive, if you will. Yeah. I would say so. I mean, what A&T has one Division One win. Um, so does Hampton. Monmouth has one win. Also, Elon has no wins, um, and Stony Brook also has no wins against Division One schools. These are horrifically bad schools. They're all collectively god awful. Which is probably for the best because they're all going to need to pick on each other in order to get some wins. Yes. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to get left out of this little circle of sadness. So that's a good thing. Keep everyone happy. <laughs> Depp's like, look, if you're all miserable together, would you really miserable to begin with? And they're all probably going, yes. Yes. Oh my God, yeah. it's so bad. They, people need but to listen to me. I have good ideas. Next uh, up, we have the Horizon League. Um, uh, Conference USA. Or. Shiza, I completely see. Well, I don't think anyone in Conference USA. I, no one yeah. in Conference USA is going. No, to I, I don't I'm think anyone is either. That. But I just want completely. to make sure that. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Horizon, and then we got the independents. So Horizon, I really don't think even IUPUI is going to go winless. Um, they managed to beat Robert Morris with five guys last year. They have a full roster, and assuming another apocalypse doesn't strike, I think Green Bay is well within. Their well, sites yeah. because I've got IUPUI. Yeah, IUPUI has Robert Morris twice. Yeah, they, they have, have Robert Morris twice. Green, Green Bay, Bay once, once which Oakland is probably twice. unfortunate, and Oakland twice. This is another conference Winnable. that just has a bunch of really bad teams Winnable. at the bottom. I do. So. I I hope Purdue Fort Wayne kind of gets it together. I was expecting better of them. So, um, yes. Well, uh, uh, I don't think anyone in the Ivy League is going to go winless. No. Uh, real quick, think... D1 Independence. Do you think either team sweeps the other? They're not a conference. Fuck it. Answer my question. <laughs> I think I don't. I don't. I think they split the series, but I hope Chicago State does it personally. Um, oh, good lord, do they play twice? Really? Yeah, that's yeah. some sick shit. Hartford on the women's side, they play four times. Oh my god, that's foul. I think they should do it. I think they should play 18 times, just to see. That's so, that's so, that's that's sick in the head. Um, Yeah, I, 
I don't. I. No, I don't think they're going to sweep each other. I don't think okay. they're going to sweep each other. That's fair. Uh, Next Mac? up is the Mac, Long Mac. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. no, no one's no one's losing out. That conference is better at chaos than any other. Well, and well, to be fair, right? I could see Canisius going winless in conference. Maybe, but they beat St. Bonnie, and I know Bonaventure is not what they were supposed to be, but like... Okay, so they, they got their fluke win out of the way, right? I think, though, I mean, because remember, Manhattan's in the conference. Oh, good point. That is yeah. right. Like, oh, I forgot if, if about any that. team is going to get sprung on, I think it's them. Okay, never mind. Sorry, Canisius. I mean, you're still god-awful, don't get me wrong, but I, I neglected to remember that Manhattan existed. <laughs> yes. Uh, how about um, short Mac? What do we think? Short Mac? I actually, you know, I do have two singled out right now. Really? I have the Michigan oh, schools, Western and Eastern. Okay. So I the good news for them is that they both play each other twice, right? Yep. Obviously. Um, and then they also play Miami, who's not great. And Northern Illinois is not good either. Like there are, yeah. that's kind of my thought is there are a lot of pretty. But I think despite how bad NIU is, what I've seen from them, they are, I would say, and I can't believe I'm saying this about a team that is probably about 300 to 320. I would oh, say they're probably yeah. significantly better than both the Michigan schools. This is a team, remember, that got beat by a non one school too. So you are really staking. Yeah, they're 312. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think beaten, Eastern. Oh my God, if they've Eastern only beaten, and, dude, yeah. they've only beaten three fifty two and three fifty six. Mm-hmm. Well, fair enough. <laughs> I think the Michigan schools are definitely on. I mean, they might split the series, which is you know horrible for me in this take, but I think they're both really bad. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure Western Michigan is down to like three hundred and fifty something in RPI. That sounds right. I don't know. Let me look at that. I don't. I can't be bothered to find Warren Wilson right now. Um, I guess let's move on to the Mideast, Mideastern. Miak. No one is going winless in that conference. That conference yeah, is so no. bad. Everyone so sucks, bad. and so no everyone, one sucks. Yes, everyone is so bad in that conference. So. Oh hell yeah! Uwe Pui is not dead last in that. Um, Louisville's three sixtieth still. Uh, love that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. No. Delaware State. Yeah. What were What was I looking for? Northern Illinois. Oh no, Western Michigan. They're three hundred thirty eighth. There you go. Oh, good. They've moved up then since yes. last time I saw it. Really doing great. You know, maybe uh, maybe you have to eat my. I'll have to eat my own words then. Uh, well, that's all right. Uh, Missouri Valley. I'm I'm not picking anyone. No, no. If if you were to gun to my head, I would go Evansville, but no, I don't think it was going with us because Valpo got blown out by Chicago State. So I was going to say I would have picked Valpo, but they get to play Evansville twice. Yeah. So, so. those teams are going to buoy each other, and then when they're both dog shit, somehow tie both their games and and wind up winless. We'll look like the fools, but here we are. Uh, Mountain West. I don't think nope. anyone's going winless. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Same with the Northeast. Is looking pretty good. And Northeast, Fresno's, same thing. Yes, despite Fresno State's record, I mean they've lost to no team. No, they haven't lost to a team that's below five hundred. Yeah, I I feel really the same about the Northeast and Ohio Valley. I don't think either anyone in those conferences is going winless because everyone's not great. Yeah, I mean uh, 
the OVC, I think it basically sits entirely in like the 250 to 300 range. So it's going to be, so I'm, it's I'm so it, genuinely really looking forward to watching the conference because with the exception of Eastern sick. Illinois, who's like 350, everyone yes. is bracketed right in. Like EIU so, and Lindenwood are kind of the terrible ones. But. So for the viewers at home, currently, as yes. it stands right now, Yes. Out of what? Oh god, there's there's ten people in this conference. Nine have a below five hundred record against D one schools. One school You're talking about the OVC. Yeah, the OVC. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, go Edward, Edwardsville, baby. Yeah, that conference is Sweet. really not good. So probably Man, they won be fine. six in a row. Good for them. Yeah, almost good, Bradley. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. Uh, Pack twelve, California. California. I mean, Cal's not even a, like an upper middle level. They like took on for... Pepperdine's coach that got fired for leading the waves to six and twenty-six, and they've clearly been cursed with his mojo. I love Mark like, Wilson. I, it's so bad. They're like they're I said, Georgetown dude. was an upper middle mid-major, so they're gonna lose all, almost all of their conference games. Probably all of them. Cal is not even an upper. I'm looking at mid-major. their schedule. Genuinely, I guess maybe Oregon State or Eastern Washington, but they don't have winnable games. Eastern Washington kick the shit out of them. Well, Arlington, maybe. Yeah, you forgot Arlington. Arlington and Eastern are their best bets for a win. And but that's not even conference. Like, yeah, conference, conference maybe Oregon, Oregon State. State they play them twice. That's it. Yeah. I mean, Oregon State just beat Washington. Yep. It's it's not. They're out of the conversation. So Cal is stupid. so hilariously bad. Oh, they're another level. Um, what's that take us to? Pioneer League is that the next conference? I believe so. I'm good at this. Uh, yeah, Pi- uh, no, Patriot League. Patriot, not Pioneer. Yeah, that's fine. Football. Pioneer's the football. Uh, maybe Lafayette, but again, Holy Cross exists. I, I would put. I would put. This. I would put Lafayette and Holy Cross both on the. Maybe. I'll put them both on there, mo- mostly because I think who I think whoever wins the first one will sweep the series. Yes, that's fair. I just I don't think like. Holy Cross got doubled up by Harvard, and Lafayette is you is kind of buns. So I I don't know. I just don't think it's gonna. I don't think either of those teams are gonna lose all the way out because the Patriot is another one of those conferences where some stupid shit happens. You have enough old rivalries and tension that like dumb shit happens all the time, and I love it. But that brings us into the S conferences. How about the SEC? Just means more. Just means more, um, except for in basketball. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to go no. with us in the SEC. No, I don't know. Um, I think the bottom bottom half of that conference just isn't good. No, all they, ju- they just suck, but it's not like they all suck together. It's not enough to uniquely single one out. Yeah, so I would just, yeah, I'm yeah. moving on from them mentally already. Uh, um, let's offend Preston. It's <laughs> <sighs> my favorite thing to do. Uh, yes, so the Southern Conference is not doing good this year. Um, which probably works in the favor of nobody's going to lose all their conference games. That's but what I was if thinking. I were going to tag anyone, it would be VMI. Although my TSU th- is also pretty bad. My thought was East Tennessee State. They've kind of underwhelmed. And I'm sad because I believe I maybe picked them to win the conference in our original. No, I think I picked Sanford. Yes. So No one check me on that until it's over. I don't want to yes. know. Oh, man. Georgetown's beating Siena. No. It's only six uh, points. Yes. Yeah. Um. I just don't think the conference is good enough to have no. a true body bag that just is worse than everyone else. 
And that goes for our next two conferences as well, I think, uh, Southland and SWAC. Um, yeah. Um, I, the Southland I, is just... It's, wow, there's, what, four teams that have one win against a D1 school and then Eastern Christian right. that has none? Yeah. Well, for whatever reason, their their conference standings are currently listing uh, two and six McNeese at the top, and that says a lot. Oh, Probably nice. ESPN's program. That's but. fantastic. Yeah, and then the SWAC is the SWAC. Uh, God, I mean, they're so bad. It's so hard to gauge because, like, Texas Southern is one and seven, but that's because Texas Southern goes and says, hands someone a gun and says, please... Please put two in my face. Yeah, they're like, look, if you were, if you're willing to hand, offer us money, hand, we'll, we'll, hand we'll me play. A check and I will, yeah. I um, mean, they played San Francisco, Texas things. Tech, Arizona State, Houston, Auburn, and Kansas. Is it any wonder that they have a losing record? But even like, although they I did mean, beat Arizona State in overtime, which is yeah, hilarious. That's Arizona State, sorry, Toasty. Uh, but like, that's I mean, eight and one Arizona State. All right, because wins over State. VCU and Michigan. Yeah, Alabama State, Florida A&M, Mississippi Valley. They're all it's bad, so but they're bad. all bad together. No one's so, good. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe halfway through, Mississippi Valley State will have once again be at the very bottom of the conference, but I can't see them yeah. not winning a game. I'll tell you who's been a surprise for me this year, moving on to our next conference, is Denver, 8-1. Uh, and, oh, and I know yes. they've, it's, they've mostly accomplished it by playing the two Idaho schools, IUPUI, the Citadel, New Orleans, Houston, Christian, and Commerce. Maybe the worst strength of schedule in the country. Okay, so why don't you but, just say they have literally played nobody worth a pulse? I mean, that's fair. But they're eight and one. Good for they them. They did almost lose to New Orleans, but you know, and the Citadel, and Idaho State. They lost to Sacramento State, though. So. Well, how about this? Let's see, Denver. But yes, yeah, the, I, I don't think anyone's bad enough. Or I don't think anyone's so bad in the Summit League that they won't get any wins in conference. Yeah. So Man, Denver was really 47th in Ken Palm in 2013. Jesus. How do I not remember that at all? Anyways, I'm sorry. I get easily distracted. Uh, I know. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so Summit League, I don't really think anyone's going to do it, to be honest. Did you say anyone? No, no, I don't yeah. think anyone's. The fact that both the Dakota States are at the bottom tells me a lot about that right now. Um, yeah. Sun Belt, Fun Belt, uh, I don't think so. There's enough disparity here. I mean, Southern Miss oh. was frankly bottom of my totem pole to start the year, and they are eight and one. They look decent. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I ULM is not really great. Bad. Yeah, like they lost their body back game, which is whatever. They're the body back games, plural. Um, but they also lost to Loyola Maryland and Omaha. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think because I think once you get into conference play, like they get South Alabama at home, they get Texas State, they get Louisiana. I said Texas State was going to be good. Ignore that. They Louisiana get is a good team. Fuck. I was looking for names. Okay, do they get Georgia yeah. Southern at home? No, they don't. Sound of nope. good. But they nope. at least get South I... Alabama. Let's redact that entire conversation and just pretend I was very knowledgeable. And talking about South Alabama the entire time. Yes. Yes. Coach Ed. South, Ala- South Alabama, who has lost to New Mexico, who's undefeated. Number eight, Alabama. Seven and two, Oklahoma. Eight and one, Towson. Six and one, FAU. Like and six and one, UAB. Look at their metrics. Look at their metrics. I'm telling you, look at South Alabama's to. metrics. It's not that bad for what idiot. their record is. Look at right. They're two and six. Belt. 
against D1 schools, which is not great. Don't get me wrong. Jadison. Uh, Yeah, South Alabama is 162nd. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think ULM ULM is probably – I'm going to put them on the list because I think they honestly – there's a chance, right? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, both the Georgia schools and Arkansas State are kind of bones this year. So there's still hope. That's true. But there's still hope. But I – (laughs) yeah. You were like, oh, yeah, South Alabama. I'm like, you should look at at who they lost to though, right? It's (laughs) – I, I got two shots. Everything I say in this episode comes with an asterisk because my brain feels like it's actively being sat on. And not That's fun. fair. Anyways, my home conference, the WCC, um, I don't really think – I think Pacific would be the closest, but Pepper and I won a game last year. Pacific will win a game. So we'll do it. Um, yeah. That conference is going to be fun as fuck, but no one's going to lose out. Uh, and then Waction. Um Nope, don't think anyone's going to go yeah, worse no. than that. Pretty consistent all the way through. I like that conference. It's going to be fun. God, that conference is so different from like even two years ago. Oh my God, yeah. Like if you, I don't know, dude, it's wild. Okay, oh, here, strength of schedule. I was looking for Denver, right? Yes. Yeah, they're 361st. Oh no, my God. No, 362nd. That's, like, that's NC State levels of out of conference scheduling. Brett, look at this. Right? Okay, this... I'm going to send this link to you. I want you to click it and open it and tell me. These numbers count to 363 in the highlighted column and then 362 in the other one, correct? I'm not just seeing that. In in which column? In the strength of schedule rank column, if you go to page 8. Yes. Yeah. The last row there says 363. Correct. But the rank row says 362, correct? Is this just ESPN being ESPN? This is definitely ESPN being ESPN, but yes, that, that, that's what it does say. It does Folks, say that. I am crowdfunding a website that is going to do sports coverage better. Mm. If you want to buy it, okay, Ken Palm has Denver last on non-conference strength of schedule. Um, that is some Mickey Mouse. By oh. a full point behind Jesus, over a UTSA. Full point? Oh, my and God. Then, yeah, UTSA, Missouri, and Air Force is 360th. Um, that's awful. Yeah. There's Pepper Nine. 246. That's all right. <laughs> <sighs> well, we're over an hour. So Yeah, I, I think, we I think maybe, that's a good point. We've, yeah, we've denigrated I, I several we, teams. We did what we were supposed to. Good job, us. Um, Mission accomplished, as George Bush would say. Yeehaw. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. I well, think thank that you. will be our show. Yes, thank you everyone for listening, uh, listening to us. I mean, obviously, I would like to keep the. I'll probably refine it and, and condense it even a little bit more for the bracket buster spirit. Yes. That will obviously go away once we hit conference play because obviously the bracket busters was out of conference play, even though yeah. I included a conference game. Ignore that. Um, yeah, we'll come back to it. Uh, obviously, we'll keep we'll keep you all very well updated on things as they shake out. We've got a month of conference play left. And our month of non-conference play left. We're already into December, which is crazy. Quick update, actually, holiday programming. Um, We will likely have a pretty extended episode come out next week, into the week after maybe. And then that'll be it for us until the new year. Um, I am spending time with family uh, and really looking forward to it. I believe Rhett is doing the same. Um, And as much as we love you guys, it's not our our responsibility to 
we're lazy. We you all right, that's, that's the thing. We're just we're just very lazy. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, that being said, this has been our show. Thank you as always for listening. Subscribe to the lowmajor.substack.com. Find us at the lowmajor on Twitter or at depeterson61. Uh, that is my my personal Twitter. You can yell at me there. Uh, Rat, anything you want to pass off pass uh, pass off with? Yeah, you can yell at me at Deb's personal Twitter too. Son of a biscuit. All right, folks. Everyone have a lovely evening. Thank you for listening. Good night. Bye.